0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Meet Me Downstairs. I'm your host and fellow mom, Britt, and I'm very excited to be sharing this stage with you. We are going to get real and honest about the different dimensions of postpartum life. We are going to be joined by a mixture of moms and experts in the field to discuss things like getting back into the actual act of sex with your partner, reawakening the joy of intimacy within yourself, the identity shift of motherhood, different ebbs and flows of relationships, and everything else in between. This podcast is dedicated to moms and our core purpose is to make sure that we are always honoring the woman within the mother. This forum is a place for us just to get together and discuss topics that may not be so easy to do in everyday life. So without further ado, let's get to it and I'll meet you downstairs. Okay, so this is season two, y'all. Like, this is crazy that we are in a second season. What? Like, I can't even believe that I'm doing the intro recording for the second season of Meet Me Downstairs. It blows my mind and it gives me or fills me with such damn gratitude, honestly. Thank you guys so much for being on this journey with me and like being a part of our crew. Like, I feel like we need a name for for the listeners so if you have suggestions like please comment or dm us on instagram and then maybe we can do like a debut of the name um yes anyways season two we're kicking it off right now and we have an amazing guest alexandra l and you probably recognize her name she is like an amazing human being and she has a really really popular her instagram It's very popular and the reason it's so popular is because it is reminders of self, like reminders of gratitude, reminders of love, of healing, of wellness, you know, affirmations, notes of learnings. It's amazing. Her Instagram is one of my favorite pages to follow of all pages. And they're they're a perfect representation of, of like what we need to be seeing in this day and age because there's so much stuff out there that can be really cloudy and sometimes you just need really 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 beautiful and quick pieces of love and that's what she does and on top of that she's a writer she's a mother she is a poet she's a wellness consultant like this woman is a very very beautiful woman and our conversation is also incredible so we kind of talk about you know her version of life You know, as she mothers her children, her career, and then ding, 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 most importantly herself, which is right up our alley, right? So she takes us through her evolution of motherhood as she's raised three beautiful daughters, you know, that importance of self-love, you know, her relationship with her husband, and the wisdom of simple wellness, you know, so... I'm going to let her just kind of guide us through this conversation. It's really, really beautiful. And before we get into it, I also just want to call out really quickly that she's hosting a course right now called Pathway to Peace, which is an inner child journaling course. And the registration is open Like as we speak, as you're listening to this, on her website, www.alexl.com. And her latest book, which is called After the Rain, is also available for pre order. So, like, head over to her website, head over to her Instagram, plug your headphones in, turn up your speaker, however you listen, and enjoy. Enjoy, Alexandra L. All right. Hi, everyone. So today we welcome Alexandra L., who is an author and wellness consultant living in Washington, D.C. with her husband and children. And she has such a vulnerable and comforting way of writing with like literally three sentences. I feel like she can evoke deep emotion. If you are following her on Instagram, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm such a huge fan, and I'm so grateful, Alex, that you're joining us today on Meet Me Downstairs. (laughs) We're going to be talking about your and Outman Hour together just our journey through motherhood and how it's impacted the woman that lives within inside you you know this podcast is called Meet Me Downstairs and it's all about honoring the, wo- the woman within the mother and just making sure that she feels seen and heard and comforted and so I'm really looking forward to kind of jumping into your motherhood journey so I'm just going to let you do a proper introduction of yourself and then we can just get chatting.
1: Thank you so much for having me I- I'm honored to be able to to have this conversation centered around motherhood and belonging and all of those great things that come along with it. Um, So for me, I am an author. I'm also a self-care facilitator. So I encourage folks to lean closer to their voice through self-care writing practice. Um, So in a nutshell, that is what I do. I'm also a mother of three daughters, ages 12 two and a half and nine months. And I'm a wife. And yeah, we are just going with the flow over here during this wild time. And um, just, I don't know, just trying to, (laughs) trying to stay um, grounded. Yeah.
0: yes, It's like a daily exercise to do that. (laughs) It is
1: (laughs) certainly, but it's been good. It's been good.
0: Amazing. And your little one is really close in age to my little one. Cause he's 10 months. So I didn't even realize that they were that close.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She'll be actually, she'll be 10 months, um, next week. Wow. So yeah, very close in age. Very close.
0: Okay. Well, um, you know, I'm just going to kick off straight away with, um, motherhood, like what does being a mother mean to you? I know that's kind of a loaded question, but what's the first thing that comes to mind?
1: For me, um, motherhood means not only parenting my children, but parenting myself. Um, So I've been learning a lot through just the evolution of, of motherhood. I have a, I think, you know, I have an older kid and I have a baby baby. So it's like, I've learned a lot over the past 12 years of mothering. And one of the main things that really just continues to come back to me is mothering myself as well as the children. Yeah. Um, so that's really, you know, the main thing that it's teaching me. It's teaching me how to just take care of myself so that I can take care of them.
0: Yeah. And that's so important because I think it's so easy to forget that or or get lost in the chaos of it all sometimes and the fullness of it all that, you know, you can feel depleted and sometimes not even be aware that you are. So just taking the time and, you know, space to kind of say, okay, well, I'm also parenting myself through this journey uh, is really powerful. You have three three babies, which is an amazing How has that shifted like how has your your motherhood identity kind of shifted between all children?
1: Oh my goodness um in so many different ways I mean my twelve year old you know she's she'll be thirteen in November and she was you know she taught me how to she just she just taught me so much about myself um and I don't know it's interesting how even though my children are you know spaced apart well the old the oldest and our 2 year old are so spaced apart and then our 2 year old and our 10 month old almost 10 month old are 20 months apart so it's really interesting to see just the dynamic and shift um between all three kids or in between all three kids and something that continues to be really relevant in my parenthood is that every time You, I have a baby. I am reborn again. Mm. And I learn these different um, pathways about myself. And each child has taught me something different about patience and love and understanding. And our children are really our mirrors. Um, So it's just been beautiful to evolve with them and grow with them and just learn from them as well it's been really magical actually not always easy but definitely magical
0: that's incredible yes i loved i love all of that and you know with it all as you said you know i mean it's magic but within it have so many different dimensions and so many different facets of emotions and like self-reflection and self-journey so i mean in the moments that feel like a struggle or perhaps things that bring up insecurity or vulnerabilities within yourself. Like what has, what have those moments looked like or how have you been able to kind of push through those moments or learn from those moments, you know, the kind of darker sides of motherhood?
1: I've been able to just really let myself be with the feelings that are challenging. Um, And also asking for help has been, a big support. I mean, I know that I have a privilege of raising these three children with a partner um, who is very involved. And, you know, my my husband is a very hands-on dad. Um, So allowing him to step in when I need to take some time for myself or just to take a step back. Um, I've also learned how important it is to raise children in a village. You know what I mean? Like it really does take Village to mold children, so you know grandparents and also friends and just people who who are going to love them and support me and love us as a unit has been really has been really helpful, especially in those challenging moments. Um, and speaking up when things are challenging, you know, my ten month old is exclusively breastfed. Um, she does not like food much and we've tried everything. And I think this week we had like a breakthrough. Um, she had some guacamole that she destroyed. She loved it so much. And I was just like, Oh my God. Yay. Like now my breast can have some, reprie- have some ease. Like she's yeah. not going to be nursing all day long. And it's in those moments where it's like those many celebrations when things have been challenging because you know, having a baby who does not take the bottle, nor does she take a pacifier. The only way she can self-soothe is on my breast. That means that I am constantly, I'm just constantly sharing my body, which can be really, really hard to do because I'm also a working mom. I'm not just, I'm not a stay at home mom. I'm a working mom as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like finding these ways to, I don't know, to just celebrate the many joys that come up. And also, Allowing my husband to try his best <laughs> to soothe her when she only wants me. So it's just been, it's a learning experience. It's a learning experience. And, you know, the new, the new baby, I say new baby, she's not a new baby, but <laughs> our baby, baby. Um, she's, she's, she's just taught us so much about resilience and patience, because she's but she's very different from the other two like the other two took breast milk out of a bottle as well and they took pacifiers and Maximus is her name uh she is not interested <laughs> so it's it's um it's been a learning experience I think with the third baby it's been a learning experience
0: absolutely and it's almost like you know for me, one of my biggest struggles with with parenting is this relinquishing of control because I feel like in my personal life, it's just a way that I cope with some of the issues that I have grown up with or just deal, dealing with as a human my way of coping is to control things. And when you have this own vulnerable, like completely raw life that comes in and they're like, okay, I'm just going to test every single thing that you use to feel safe. And this is what we're going to do instead. It's been like such an eye opener for me to just be able to think, okay, let me just sit back and, and, you know, listen to what my son is telling me and figure out how he's dictating the world and how we can kind of do that. But that's been a really tough challenge. And even just hearing you, you know, talk about your journey of, of exclusively breastfeeding for 10 months, like that's incredibly demanding. And, and the amount that you're required to be next to your baby is massive. So that's, yeah, it's, it really just, it, it, takes you, it takes you for a ride in the best way. And also in the most like trying way as well with your, um, with your husband having like such, you know, hands on and and working and having also three children and all this kind of stuff. Like, are you finding, I always kind of hate this question where, where you're like balancing, but how do you kind of use each, you know, unit that you have to, to support your work or how does it impact your work? Um,
1: it requires me to slow down and to tackle my work in doses and in chunks. So it's, you know, a lot of time management and also knowing when to shut it off. You know, that can be really hard as well, especially when I get into the groove of work um and I'm you know getting a two-hour nap from each each baby (laughs) you know the toddler and and the little one like it's like okay I'm in my groove and in my flow and then it can be kind of challenging to step out of that so just learning how to pace myself is really what I would say to that question
0: yeah that's a good one too because then sometimes you feel that you have to be full on in every setting too so that's actually quite good advice just to to pace and pull back a, yeah. a little bit too. So with with this kind of like space that I that I'm creating here is like my my purpose and like my sole goal, as I mentioned at the beginning, is to make sure that we're always honoring the woman within the mother. So how has that relationship with the woman within you sort of been cultivated throughout these mothering years we kind of touched on it a bit in the beginning but yeah just you know finding space and time to prioritize her and honor her
1: i mean i think it's important for for folks to know and understand that parenting and mothering re- really does require us to take care of ourselves first i mean if you think about it you know in order to be our best selves in anything we have to show up full and that's what motherhood is teaching me um i had a conversation with a therapist a uh, friend of mine and she said that you know how as your breast milk is coming in your doctors or midwives are telling you make sure you're drinking enough water so that you're staying hydrated and so that you can you know produce as much milk as you can and that is self-care she 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 put it so beautifully she's like in order to nurture our babies we have to hydrate and nurture ourselves and i am nurturing the mother in me the woman in me even outside of motherhood by showing up fully and being present and naming what i need um so that i can show up in my in my community in my spaces in my marriage in my motherhood in my career as my fullest and most intentional self.
0: Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And if you, um, if you don't mind me asking, you know, three kids being a parent for 12 years, having a partner alongside you, how has your relationship with your husband sort of adapted through, through all three?
1: So my husband came into me and my oldest daughter's life when she was four Um, so it was interesting, you know, to see him with her when she was that little and then seeing with seeing her with him now because, you know, she's a preteen and it's beautiful. Um, and then us having our own biological children together, like it has been beautiful to see him step into fatherhood even more from conception onward. and it has made our relationship so strong just seeing him with our daughters um, and us raising our three daughters together. You know, it's just, it's just special. Um, We are a blended family and what's beautiful about it is that my oldest daughter is, is his, even though she's not biologically his, she is his and to see him grow into fatherhood over the, over the years has been just, I don't know, just, be- just, I Beautiful is the only word that really comes to mind. And then um, outside of parenthood, it's just helped nurture our friendship and relationship on a whole nother intimate level. Um, we're able to see each other clearer and hear each other more intentionally. And our friendship has just, with each child, our friendship has just deepened uh, and deepened. So it's it's been a blessing we we are blessed for
0: sure. I love that you call it, you know, a friendship because sometimes you know I think there's this societal thing where you know where you feel like, you know, friendship and passion and that kind of stuff can't mix or blend, but but they do. Like you have to be friends with that person that you're with in order to have a successful relationship because it's the companionship that lasts through all these years. So I I love that you named that, which is kind of kind of beautiful. And when you're kind of You know, having all this stuff going on, are you guys finding time to prioritize? You know, like you guys as a team, as a couple together, amongst everything as well. Like, how do you? Because a lot of my a lot of my listeners are sort of newer moms, and so right now, a lot of their struggles, including my own, is finding time to prioritize the partnership within.
1: So we pencil each other in, like it's and and I think what's so beautiful about that and awesome is that we are like we really enjoy each other's one on one time. Um, so you know we make time for it. We pencil each other in. We have movie nights. I know that when it was just me and our oldest, you know, she would go to her grandparents um, over the weekends, and we'd have whole weekends to ourselves. Um, and now with the little ones, our, our, our time to self is when they go to sleep. Um, and when our oldest has retreated to her room and, and we get some time to have dinner together or enjoy a glass of wine together or enjoy a Netflix show together. So while our connection looks a little bit different because we went from a family of three to a family of five fairly quickly, um, it's, it's just shown us ways to shift and um, and we also like with the oldest sometimes we will like have game night with her and then after we've had our family of three time because you know things have changed and the babies are here so after we have our you know family of three time we will send her you know to go do something on her own or go, go to her room which she loves to do because she'd rather be in her little preteen realm right now So most of the time um and then we have our time so like we like to be able to enjoy each other um and also invest time with our oldest too because things really changed for her as well when the babies came she's a wonderful big sister um but it can be chaotic here with two under two and you know they're not two under two anymore but with two little ones 20 months apart it's it's and it's noisy hence why i'm hiding in my closet and it <laughs> is a whirlwind but we're just doing the best we can and with with what we have and we're making sure that we prioritize um loving each other as not just as you know in parenthood but as partners.
0: Wow, that's so special. And I mean, you know, during this incredible pandemic that we're in and having three three kids, how has that been just kind of navigating through that? Oh my goodness.
1: It's interesting. You know, our um Charlie, she's our 12-year-old. Um she had to finish sixth grade from home and that was that was hard because you know she's um she misses her teachers she misses her friends i mean she still managed to be a uh, straight a student and very well, well done. did very well <laughs> yes very well done we were so proud of her um she's she still was, you know, able to engage with Zoom class and stuff, which she said that she hated. She's like, I never want to be homeschooled. (laughs) I like being in school. Um, So that was a little challenging, but we're like three and a half months in and it's summer break here. And um, she's hoping and praying and wishing that she can go into school for seventh grade, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. So we're going to, you know, we're just trying to find ways to be creative during this time and then with our little ones, you know, the baby doesn't really know much difference. Um, Isla, who is our toddler, she really loves being outside, so it's like prioritizing her outside time so she can burn off that two-year-old energy. Um, yeah. And it's just, just doing what we can, just doing what we can with what we have, enjoying each other's company, trying not to go too nuts you know, in here, getting out as much as we can in a way that is safe and um, healthy for our family and our community. So me and Charlie had some one-on-one time last Sunday and I try to prioritize, you know, just mommy and big kid time with her because that's really important. So we went peach picking, socially distant peach picking. We had our mask on, we went to a peach orchard and we had some fun. And um, got ice cream afterwards and like so it's things like that, like doing what we can and doing good with what we have, you know,
0: which is, you know, sometimes tough to do. And I just kind of was thinking about this as you were saying, you know, your are prior sorry, prioritizing time with, you know, Charlie when the babies go to sleep, and then you are prioritizing time with Isla, and then I'm sure your little one who is with you all the time, and then yourself and your husband—like, there's a lot of things that are happening in your space. So when you have all these things going on, like, are you feeling that you're missing anything when you're doing all of this stuff? That kind of sounds like a strange question, but it seems like a seems like a lot that like your days are full.
1: Well, we're not doing something every single day. We just try to make sure that we, especially during the week, like there's one or two days that we are doing some type of activity um, in between, you know, me working and, you know, working from home and things like that. So um, we pace ourselves. I mean, we have a lot of, we actually have more slow days than filled days. And that's something that I've had to become okay with because we we were used to, you know, getting out and going places and having fun and being out of the house. But now we can't do that. And um, it's been interesting balancing, you know, how to make time for fun and how to, you know, be okay with being bored. Kids, it's fine if kids are bored. And that is something that I've had to like, understand. My husband's like, it's okay if they're bored for a little, they don't have to be doing something every single day and
0: so that we're just leaning into that great advice oh well thank you wow I'm so grateful for for your words and the way you speak like no it makes perfect sense that you're a writer which I would love to talk to you about because you're just you're such an inspiration and your words and your Instagram like it's so inspiring to me like I'm fangirling out that I'm even like speaking to you right now this is crazy but (laughs) (laughs) inspires you to write the way that you do and the words that you write and the inspiration that you give and it's so emotive I
1: don't know it's just in me Um, and I'm a big believer that we're never alone in our struggles and that we all have stories that deserve to be told and you know on social you can only post you know so much so you know I I have my books and I go deeper in depth in my books. My new book, After the Rain, um, is half memoir, half guide, and it comes out in October. Um, And I'm I'm able to lean a little deeper, you know, in my books, but on the social Instagram community or what have you, I just like to give people pieces of the longer form things that I've written um, and to share that. No one is alone in what they're going through. And even though it really can feel isolating at times, um, that we are resilient and that we um, were made for this, whatever this is. And I am just really honored that people trust the words and that they resonate with them and that they have permission from me, the universe, whomever, to not even permission from, but just by my act of being vulnerable and sharing my stories, that that in turn gives the community permission to do the same. And I think that that's really the beauty of writing, is that we are Mm -hmm. able to give that permission to our community um, in, a, in ways that we may not have thought we even had the power to do. And that's what I mean by that. We need one another. Um, so I could go on and on about that, but that's really the root of why I do what I do um, and why I share what I share. And because it, we, we we never know who needs our testimony and our story.
0: Absolutely. And it's so incredible to hear you say that and even just, you know, in a, you're doing this on such a large scale and, and even just on a smaller scale, you know, like with the, this podcast, we're new, we're a growing community, but even this the amazing stories that we're sharing, like every single day, you know, I'm getting a message from someone about an episode or about a quote that someone has said during their conversation. And it's just like, people are yearning for companionship in whatever shape or form and, and you can do it through writing you can do it through conversation you can do it through video or movie or song like it's just so amazing how people can can tap into whatever whatever they need or whatever they they listen best from and just receive like gifts it's amazing you know, with your with your writing, how has that complemented motherhood? Because I'm sure it has in so many ways.
1: Oh yeah, it just gives me space to oh my gosh. It just gives me space to be honest and vulnerable and reflective.
0: And you're also a wellness consultant, which is kind of very awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what is what does wellness look like to you?
1: Wellness looks like taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of our community. Wellness is self-care as community care.
0: Love it. And are there any tips that you might have for, you know, just cultivating wellness and self-care in, in people's lives? Because it can seem daunting to do that. Or and surprisingly, also sometimes people don't know where to start when it comes to self-care. Start with breathing.
1: Start with taking your time. Start with coming home to yourself in those ways. Like self-care isn't this intense, expensive, inaccessible thing. Sometimes it's as as simple as just taking a step back and taking some deep breaths. For me, it looks like washing my face in the morning, which I have not done yet. (laughs) It looks like taking my time in the bathroom and brushing my teeth and doing my skincare routine and it just giving me a sense of pause, Um, It also looks like writing in my gratitude journal every morning. It looks like rising early before the house wakes up and having my tea or coffee by myself and moments of reflection. So if you don't know where to start, start there, start with something that you can put your fingers on. And those things I think um, can be a good way to begin.
0: Well, thank you so much. And I think that's like a perfect way to kind of conclude our incredible conversation. And of course, I would just want to hand everything over to you. And, you know, if you have any thoughts or notes or advice, or just anything that you want to share with your book, like where people can find, find you, because I know also your book is available for pre-order right now. And so anything that you'd like to share, the floor is yours.
1: Oh, that's lovely. So
0: yes, my new book,
1: book which is my fourth project is called after the rain um and it's available for pre-order now and goes on sale um october 13th and in the meantime there i have other books out Um, neon soul is a collection of poetry Um, Love in My Language and Words from a Wanderer are my first two books um, that came into the world six and seven years ago. Um, And there's also free resources on alexl.com for the community who is interested in um, writing practice. So there's some free writing prompts up there and downloadable PDF packets. And I'm currently in, in the registration mode of my third course called pathway to peace which is an inner child journaling course and we start together on August 2nd and the registration card is open until the 30th so if anyone is looking to build community in that way um, you are
0: welcome to join us thank you so much for that information I am actually like dying to to get your book so I am that's like my next list I have a book I have a little list of books that I've written down and I can't wait to just like order them. So (laughs) I will definitely be getting my hands on your After the Rain. (laughs) Yes,
1: I'm very proud of it. It's beautiful too. My publisher Chronicle did a great job. It is a stunning, stunning book. So I hope you enjoy when it arrives.
0: I will be sure to message you and let you know, I, can't, I'm sure, I don't even doubt for a second that I will. But Alex, thank you so much for, you know, just giving us a little space today with, with you and everything you have going on. It's like, I can't even explain how gracious I am of, of you. So thank you so much. You are so welcome. And I will talk to you uh, soon. It warms my heart every week to see all of the amazing countries that are represented in our listening it's amazing that I get to connect with all of you through different stories of mothers and I can't wait to continue to bring incredible stories to you if you're really enjoying these episodes I really hope that you'll subscribe and leave a review because I love 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 to hear what you guys think and also if you have suggestions feel free to leave them or dm me on instagram it's a community that we're building and it's one that i'm so incredibly proud of thank you so so much for your support and i can't wait to continue to build our relationship episode by episode i'll see you next week